This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. And it's time for Mike Ask All the Football Questions. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. We kind of talked about this with Mickey. I'm going to ask a Cowboys question first. But it's not a complete question. It's more a fill in the sentence slash paragraph. Oh. The Cowboys defense is... Struggling. And keep going. The last two weeks, I feel like, have been fairly disconcerting. And the loss of Jonathan Hankins and LVE simultaneously really took a huge chunk out of your run defense. I disagree with the notion. I've heard some people was like, see, they were never elite. Is I disagree with that so much. Is If you're first or second in the league and sacks, pressures, turnovers, and points allowed. There was absolutely a time when you were elite, but it has not been this, especially this last game. And if you want to say these last couple of weeks, I think that is a valid case to make. And I I am concerned. All right, so I'm going to answer my questions today because Corey isn't here and I don't have 17 questions right now. I think the Cowboys' defense isn't fixable in 2022 because of all the injuries because of injuries and I get that Leighton Vanderish has a chance to come back for the playoffs Hankins is a maybe at best would you say to come back or yeah. they, they, uh, they feel like it's 50 yeah. 50 maybe for the first game in the playoffs or yeah I mean that's what I understand at least your cornerbacks aren't coming back yeah. you're gonna have to play one or two bad cornerbacks uh, on defense, and that's saying you're not going to get hurt anymore the rest of the season. You're right? Uh, you know, Broadus said it yesterday, and I agree. And he knows way more than I know about this. Is that Micah Parsons is beat up? Yeah. And so at this point, I have a huge concern about that as well. Micah Parsons is a guy that makes everything work. He he joined one of the five worst defenses in the NFL and turned him into right around the fifth best yeah. defense in the NFL. And then for this year. Besides San Francisco, you could probably say, man, this is probably the second best defense in the NFL. And as he has started to fade a little bit, and he had moments against Jacksonville, obviously it's amazing how he was near Trevor Lawrence when Trevor Lawrence took off running and recovered the fumble 15 yards down the field. Like he never gave up. Yeah, I know he's complaining about being held there and, and stuff like that, and I get it, but to just keep following the play and to pick up that fumble and he got a sack and all this stuff, but I just don't know if this is fixable. So I think that now going into the playoffs, I think the Cowboys are looking at if we don't score 30, we're going to lose. And I definitely get that. My hope is that the return of Vander Esch and Hankins sooner rather than later helps shore up the run defenses enough that 
you can absorb some of the punishment you're going to take on the corner yeah. for sure. And I I do think this, I guess this, I'll ask this as a question. How important is it that the last game of the year is meaningless? I think it's very important with all of the injuries. I The one thing I'm thinking is, but this is probably hoping for way too much, is I guess I'm really hoping right now, Mike, that somehow Nashawn Wright goes out there and they're like, oh, man, we really beefed it by not playing him all year. Yeah, we, <laughs> we thought he was so good we didn't play him for 14 weeks. Look, yeah, I realize it's a long shot. I realize it's a long shot. I, I am hopeful We thought for he that. was better than Brown. We thought he was better than Jordan Lewis. We thought he was better than Kelvin Joseph. We thought he was really good. We just decided not to play him all year. I have, I have a follow-up football question for you i know that's not usually how this works zach wilson gonna get the start again so trevor lawrence wow. against zach wilson on thursday night football are you excited for that i am in like flynn okay. not johnny flynn he was a bust sure they took they him over taken Steph. Steph. yeah they should have taken curry and they took uh, ricky rubio over him too uh you kind of led me into another question but i'm gonna stick with where i was going here kansas city chiefs i'm gonna be specific about them are they elite are they great are they overrated they just beat houston in overtime right where do you see the chiefs as we head close 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 to the playoffs i would say super bowl favorites wow okay but so i do, i do not believe that they're overrated okay. i know obviously that was a tough game when you have the best player in the league it's tough for me to say that but i don't think they're elite which I don't know if this is where we're going with this. It. I don't know if I think there is an elite team in the NFL this year. That's where I'm going. You okay. read my, you, is there an elite <laughs> team was the next question. Which, which I'm sure is going to irritate Philadelphia Eagles fans, which I totally understand. They're 13-1. and one. I guess I just have the perception that they are not elite either, which could just be Cowboys hatred for the Eagles. Do you like it? I agree with you that I think I think Kansas City's good, but I can see them losing to a lot of teams in the playoffs. I think Philadelphia is good. I think that they're going to make it to the NFC Championship game because of how bad a lot of yeah. teams are in the NFC that are going to make the playoffs. But that being said, I don't feel like we have a team that I think is great. I think Buffalo's good. I think Kansas City's good. I think Cincinnati's good. I think Philadelphia's good. I think... I think 49ers are good. It's going to be interesting with a rookie quarterback come playoff time if they can pull it off because nobody has figured out how to do that. But I don't. do you like the NFL when it's like this, or do you like the NFL when you head into the playoffs and there is some elite team or uh, a couple of elite teams? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick up where our conversation was before the show. I like it when there's elite teams and you have a chance to see a magical Super Bowl. Like, you remember the lead up to it looked like it was going to be 49ers and Bills, but when it ended up being Cowboys and Bills, it felt like those were two great, great teams both years. I remember going back to the 98 season where it looked like Minnesota and Denver was inevitable in the Super Bowl, and then stupid Atlanta messed it all up, and that was a whole different thing. I like it when there are these two towering powers on either side, and you're like, I think this team's going to get through. I think this team's going to get through. And a lot of people might have felt that way about Philly for most of the season, but it's bounced all around between Buffalo, Kansas City. Now some people think Cincinnati. So I think the ebbs and flows lead me to believe there's not a great team. I like it better when there's just flat-out greatness ready to play one another. All right, next question. 
How about this? This isn't so much a question as a statement I want you to work off of. Okay. Right now, if the playoffs started, in the AFC, here are your quarterbacks battling it out to make the <laughs> Super Bowl. Oh, dear. Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Tennessee. They suck. Oh, poor Tennessee. it could end Willis. up being Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Okay. Lamar Jackson, Tua T, and Justin Herbert. Those are awesome quarterbacks. You would argue six of the seven are what? Six of the best yeah. eight quarterbacks in the league, maybe nine. Ready for the NFC quarterbacks yeah. in the playoffs? Jalen Hurts, Kirk Cousins, Brock Purdy, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones, and Taylor Heineke. Like, there's a major difference in quarterback ranking when you just start going, here are the quarterbacks that are going to be in the AFC playoffs, and here are the quarterbacks in the NFC playoffs. Yeah. It's ugly. And Which gives the Cowboys a chance. Okay, exactly. And isn't that why people think the NFC is so open? It's interesting. That's why both people think the conferences are open. The AFC is open because there's so many great quarterbacks. Like Allen, Mahomes, Joey Burrow is most of the year aren't those three of the top four quarterbacks like in our quarterback power rankings right. along with Jalen Hurts. And I think that's why a lot of people think the AFC is open. And the NFC is open because they're like, yeah, Hertz has moved his way into MVP conversation. I know, or not conversation, favorite. But I know a lot of people still have questions about him. And there's, it's Dudsville across the NFC landscape. Though I, I kind of am curious about Brock Purdy. I know it's never happened, but I would love to see. Assuming the Cowboys now, are I know out, you, I can throw Jared Goff in there. He's not in the playoffs yet, but if he knocks out Daniel Jones and Taylor Heineke, I don't know if that makes the the list that much better. I get it might make it a little bit better if you like golf over those he's guys. he's playing right. well but this still, year. But still, the three guys in the wild card right now in the AFC are Lamar Jackson, Tua T, and Justin Herbert. Yeah. Those are your wild card quarterbacks. You're not taking Heineke and Jones over no. those guys. You mentioned MVP situation. Yes. Taylor Hurts, or sorry, yeah, not Taylor Hurts, sorry, Jalen Hurts. Not playing on on Christmas Eve. I thought this would be his MVP game. By the way, just real quick, and it could be gamesmanship. I know Vegas usually knows best, but Nick Sirianni did say, he's like, I'm not ruling him out just yet. I'll bet Nick Sirianni $50,000 he isn't (laughs) playing right now. And he gets to make the, he kind of gets to make the, the choice. Vegas has spoke. Yeah. It would be off the board if there was a question. He ain't playing. Yeah. Nick. Take your, you know, thumb out of your rear end. Oh, my gosh. And I won't say the rest. I was going to say, I don't really like him that much. Yes. He's a D-wad. Um, <laughs> Man, I felt like you went Jerry Jones right there where you're like, I'm not going to say. I was going to tell gonna, him where to I'm take the say. thumb and then where to put it after yeah, taking I, it out I of his butt. appreciate that you didn't, but uh, you still kind of did. Yeah. Jalen Hurts. Okay. What do you think his MVP chances are now that he's not going to play on Christmas Eve? Not great. Is So they flipped incrementally, and this is why I start to wonder if he's going to be out for multiple games, is because he went from a minus 150, and we like to reset this for people sometimes. Minus 150 means you have to bet $150 to win $100. So if, if it's ever a minus, that's the amount of money you have to bet to get $100. And then he went from a minus 150 to a plus 150. So you bet 100 to get 150 Those 
odds have continued to change all day. Patrick Mahomes is now a minus 375 wow. to win MVP. And you know who's second? It ain't Jalen Hurts. Josh Allen is 5 to 1. Jalen Hurts 5 and a half to 1 and Joe Burrow 7 to 1. So what you've seen is not only did Jalen Hurts and I know they were close at the top of the ticket is not only has Jalen Hurts fallen, he's not even second anymore. And I saw some places where he's in the mix where he's tied with Joe Burrow. That's great. So that seems to insinuate that people not only are sure he will miss this game, but that maybe he would miss either another game or maybe they wouldn't need to play him. That's awesome. The only thing I want out of this NFL season is Jalen Hurts not to win the MVP and for the Eagles not to win the Super Bowl. Okay, I get the Eagles not winning the Super Bowl. Why Jalen Hurts not winning the MVP? Because you've come around and said, look, he's gotten a lot better this year. He is way better than I ever thought and a good quarterback. And I get if you want to just take this year, man, he might be a top five quarterback in the NFL. But I don't want to build. Right. If if Jay. Right now, they did an unbelievable job of building around him. But if I switched teams, if I said Jalen Hurts is on the L.A. Chargers right now, I don't think the L.A. Chargers are 13-1. and one. If I put him on the Bengals, I don't think the Bengals are 13-1. and one. If I put him on – I know this is the guy he competed with in college, and maybe it would be about the same. If I put Tua T on yeah. the Eagles, how worse would they be? Because uh, I, I think there might think be they, a little bit because of injury and he doesn't run as yeah. much, so it's a little bit different game. But 12-2. and two. Yeah. So I just look at – and I think Hurts is good. Dude, I'm trying to make sure that people don't think I'm doing something like you just hate him or you, you know, whatever they say about me. But I'm just like, I think he's really good. I think he might be a top-five quarterback in the game this year, but I still won't rate him as like, yeah, this is a franchise-changing Hall of Fame type quarterback. I think he's having a great year and could have a good career. It'll be interesting when you have to pay him $45 million a year, what you can keep around him and what he can do. I See, I think that is part of me why I want to see him win MVP is because I want them to go all in and then be kind of stuck with, yeah, your quarterback's good. Yeah. I think they are going to go all in on him, and I totally get why you would and why you should, but I just I don't know if he's going to end up doing everything they think he can do. I think you could run into a little bit of a Russell Wilson situation where after Seattle had to give him all the money, yes, they made the playoffs. But, it started but to then they would off. lose every yeah. year in the playoffs because like we don't have enough around him because he can't really carry a team like Mahomes can. All right, next question, maybe last question. We're running out of time quickly. 2021 quarterback class. You just saw Trevor Lawrence beat the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. Zach Wilson obviously struggling. Trey Lance never gets to play because of injury. Justin Fields having a solid year, even though his team has the second-worst record in the NFL. And Mac Jones is not anywhere close to what people thought he might be coming into the season. What do you think of the 2021 quarterback class right I th- now? I think you have to say they're disappointing, right? Like, I, Trevor Lawrence still looks like, and I'm going to talk about that in just a little bit, Trevor Lawrence still looks like he could be the dude. I know people are hopeful for Justin Fields. That is a long road ahead with the garbage that the Bears have put they around him. They do have him. over $100 million to try to help They him. do, and I hope that works. Mac Jones looks like he might be destined for mediocrity. Zach Wilson, worse than that. Trey Lance can't stay on the field. So I think it's disappointing. Yeah, I At too. least it's only two years. 
But I think it's I think it's disappointing so far. Yeah, especially Zach Wilson. They gave him they gave him I won't say as much as Philadelphia, but very damn close to what Philadelphia did for Jalen Hurts. So in one way, I'll give Jalen Hurts a lot of credit here. Jalen Hurts took what they gave him and he's turned it into arguably the best team in the NFL. I know that Zach Wilson's a little bit younger, but not by much. Yeah. And he hasn't come anywhere close to taking all of the assets and weapons he and everything. So far. Right. So I didn't get to my Seattle question, but I can always hold it. Oh, let's mark that. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, let's talk a little basketball. Mavs, Timberwolves. Plus, are the Mavs finally ready to embrace Christian Wood, even if it costs them this? We'll do it next right here on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And a whole lot more time to do something. Luca takes the ball away from Anthony Edwards. Edwards came close to committing a foul. Luca throws it up ahead. Finney Smith knocks down a three out of the corner. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. Joey chooses not to be positive, which I think is wise, as the Mavericks lose to the Timberwolves. And I had a question about Christian Wood along the way as well. But first, want to focus on the game itself. Mike, did you bail when Luka got the boot? Yes. Didn't watch a second after. So. If the game was, like, super tight at watched. that point? Okay. Yes. Like, I was flipping back and forth. The Duncanville Championship game was on at the same time the Cleveland-Dallas game was on. That one went to overtime. I didn't catch much of that game because I was mostly concentrating on Duncanville and Galena Park North Shores Championship game. But yesterday, I found myself, even in the second quarter, going, this is boring. This isn't fun to watch. It's boring basketball. And then the third quarter wasn't really getting any better. Yes, the Mavs were making some shots, but then Minnesota would just match and make every shot that the Mavs would make. And I'm just like, this just is boring. And then Luka got thrown out. I'm like, I'm done. I don't need to watch another second of this. They're getting blown out already, and it never gets better with Luka out. Yeah, and I think that remains the most concerning thing about this team is the plan B isn't working out as well as we had hoped. But... Does Christian Wood starting mean that we're going to start 
trusting him a little bit more? I don't think so. Okay. I would like to. Yeah. I think you know that I, I think he's the second best player <laughs> yes. on the team. Yes. I understand he has warts, and that's why you only had to trade a first-round pick and four players that couldn't play in the NBA to get him. <laughs> right. That's amazing that the Mavericks had four guys on their roster last year that made the conference finals. You traded four of your players, and only yeah. Boban is left in the NBA, and he doesn't even play. Yeah. It's like that's how bad the Mavs are. Like that's how bad the Mavs are. They're that's like, why I was thrilled with the trade. And I remember some people were like, "We had to give up all that." Yeah. And I was like, Twenty-nine what? other teams said you're not worthy to be in our league. And it's like, yes, those were four of our 15 players on our conference finals team. And so I just look at this, and I forget your question, but I just don't feel like it's going to get much better than this. Okay, and it was about Christian Wood. Christian no, because Jason Kidd doesn't like him, and then. Luca threw a ball to him, and Christian Wood threw the ball out of bounds early in the third quarter. And you could see, I can't read Luca's lips, but he looked to the bench, and he doesn't like Christian Wood. And so, if your star player doesn't really like him, he he likes playing with horse-ass players, Will you I tell guess. me more about what well, I'm not disputing yeah. you. Will you tell me more about why you say Luca doesn't like Christian Wood? He just kind of gets really frustrated with him. And As I opposed guess, to the rest of the guys. For who, the most part, yeah. yeah. Now, I get that, uh, you know, he yelled at Dwight Powell the other day and got a technical foul for it, which got rescinded because the ref thought he was yelling at him and he yeah. was actually yelling at Dwight Powell because they just assume you're yelling at us all the time. Yeah. Is, is that I just don't think Luca wants to play a lot with him, which is concerning. Honestly, I love Luca. He's a top five talent in this league, arguably top five player, but I'm just wondering um, – what are the right pieces around him? Because he doesn't want to play fast. I mean, the whole game, he refuses. Yeah. At this point, I'm going to give up on that. Hey, it's it's not him. It's the players around him. And I get the Mavericks constructed a team where they're like, we want players who can't shoot, can't dribble, or can't pass. Those are great <laughs> players in the league. But the easiest way to score in the NBA is off of transition. You get yes. a rebound, you outlet, you go. When you watch other basketball games on ESPN or TNT, you will see a great NBA pace. That's why I love the NBA. The pace of the game is so much better than college. In college, which I do know you love that that, that I, sport. I understand not, what not, you're – I get your point. But you have to look to the bench. Yeah. Hey, Coach K, what are you calling? How are we setting it up? And so the, the game has to stop a lot of times in college for the players to look at the bench and for the coach to call the play that he wants called. And Luca completely stops the flow of basketball every time. And I get it. It's the way he plays. And when you're winning, and if you want to win 55, 60 games that way, it's like, I can put up with it. It's it's not the most fun. I talked about it last year. Even as the Mavs were on a run, I was like, it's not the most entertaining style of basketball. Golden State, other teams play much more entertaining styles of basketball. But if you're winning, you're winning. But when you're not winning, you're like, this is boring. And Luca's the one leading the boredom at times. Now, I saw. I was reading an article. It's a few days old, but there was some one particular line that stood out to me. This is a Tim Cato article in the Athletic. Why the Mavericks must seriously examine the present with the future. Here's what it said about Christian Wood, and it got me to thinking more and more about your thoughts about Jason Kidd on Christian Wood, and if these are more organizationally driven thoughts about Christian Wood. For Christian Wood, it said because it gave a breakdown of like every single player, present and future. There's a difficult dilemma between his and Wood and his agency's desire for him to be the team's second option and subsequently be paid like one because he's in a contract year and the team's belief that he's better as a third or fourth scorer. Now, the reason why that's concerning to me is I get it. 
big picture, like going forward, someday you add more talent and Christian Woods, your third or fourth best player, like rock on. That makes 100% sense to me. But it feels like there's a power struggle right now for that to be the case. When Christian Wood is obviously, you or could obviously be your second best player if he was given the same leeway. So what I'm curious about, but they're like, well, we don't really want to pay him like a second player. And I'm like, okay, then why did we even make this deal? That's the I thing know. I go back to time and again. If we weren't going to embrace that potential, which I wonder if we're going to do it now, and here's why. And this could be... I could be off base on this, but you go back, like, look at the last three games. At the end of the third quarter, obviously the Mavs are crushing the Blazers. Is By the end of the third quarter, Christian Wood, 29 points, 10 rebounds. Then the next night, the scheduled loss, it looked like, I know it was, but it almost was not. Christian Wood, 26 points, 14 rebounds, and now in a more full-strength game, he gets the start. And I know it tapered off in the second half, but at halftime, he already had nine rebounds. Right. Is... I wonder if the Mavs are leaning into this or at least going to give him a shot and let him sink or swim on his own. Because I saw the stat is the plus minus with Christian Wood. And I think some people's frustration is he does not get that opportunity earlier in the games where that plus minus would have more of an impact. I'm with you. And he plays much better off of Luka. I mean, that's sure. every stat says you put him out there and you go, hey, Luka, you take a rest. Christian Wood, you do your thing. He does. He's he's okay at ball handling, but kind of poor Zingas-like. Like, you do not really want him after two dribbles dribbling anymore because the more he dribbles, the more likelihood he's going to get it stolen. And you see that a lot. People rip him a lot when he tries to do too much. And so he kind of needs Luka to set him up. Now, at the same time, I don't know if you watched a lot of last night or not. And I, like I said, with two minutes to go in the third quarter, I turned it off. I'm like, I'm not watching this crap anymore. Is he gets confused on, you just want me to stand here and do nothing? And it's like, yes, this is our whole offense. We only have five players on the court and four of you are supposed to stand there and watch Luca do whatever he wants to do and be ready to catch and shoot. And honestly, now I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Do you feel most confident when Christian Wood catches a three-point shot open out of all the players on the Mavs, or is there somebody else when they catch it you feel more confident about them making it? I think at this, there will come a time, or at least I pray to the sports gods, there'll come a time where Bullock will jump up on that list, but that sure as hell ain't right now. Yeah. So I think it would probably... I think it would probably be Christian Wood across the board. Now, obviously, if you caught me on a certain night, I'm going to say Tim Hardaway Jr. Right, right. But, but like, across the board, I probably that. Though Dinwiddie flashes here and there right. as well. And I still think he's played well this year. But I guess I'll probably go with Christian Wood. Yeah, and I just think right now our offense needs to be totally revamped. First of all, get easy buckets. And maybe we can't. That's that's a good question to ask and I know they won't answer it cuz then you say we suck at putting together a team. Is are you guys intentionally not pushing the ball because you're not talented enough to do it because you know that Dorian Finney-Smith can't dribble pass. Yeah. Reggie Bullock can't dribble or pass a basketball. Like you have too many people on the court who can't dribble and pass a basketball. So why are why is Luca going to get a rebound or outlet it to Luca? And Jason Kidd was unbelievable at this. So you would think Jason Kidd would want to play faster because of the way he played basketball. And if you weren't alive for his first three years in Dallas as a rookie, he shot worse than Dwight Powell from the outside. I mean, he couldn't shoot a ball to save his life. Right. But the way that he would push the ball and get fast break opportunities for the Mavs and get easy looks for everybody within the first five seconds of the shot clock 
was outstanding. That's why he was co-rookie of the year. That's why he was immediately an all-star and one of the best players in the league. His game changed. So if you only remember him on the championship team, yeah, he didn't push the ball as much. He was closer to mid-30s than early 20s. But So I don't think Jason Kidd wants to play this slow, but are they intentionally doing it because we've done such a bad job of roster construction we can't run? Or Luca is going, I don't want to ever run. I want to walk the ball up the court and play half-court basketball for 48 minutes because it's the toughest way to play basketball. You know what? I'm going to dive into that because I have some numbers about what you're talking about. I'm going to quickly try to turn this around and get you some more information about that because I think I might have what you're looking for in terms of a way to potentially jumpstart the offense. But real quick, as long as we're talking about the Mavericks and they're also encircled in this Bally Sports, what some would call a debacle, is did you see... The latest is that the leagues are failing at their attempts to buy out these regional Uh, sports networks. I didn't know that. Yeah, and I think, like, I've been really fascinated by this because we've had this conversation. You can switch to DirecTV. You can go with the Bally's app, which I know infuriates a lot of people. I believe maybe, is it Dish or Spectrum? Might have Bally's as well, but okay. for a whole lot of our... I have DirecTV only because of this. Exactly. But a whole lot of our audience has been kept out because of this, or they haven't wanted to change, or whatever the reason is. And so, the New York Post had talked about this a couple months ago, is that the ML, MLB, the NBA, and the NHL were trying to orchestrate a buyout of those regional sports networks. Because then, like, you know, whether you direct them to the network, you direct them to your own streaming right. platforms, whatever the case might be. Well... Yeah, on Sunday, the Post said that those talks are now faltering after the latest earnings call that the opportunity to buy these and hopefully make them more accessible because the leaks know what the problem is, right? They're like, we hear you. You can't see our product. And they're trying, but it's not going particularly well. Oh, that's not great. I mean, the other thing, too, is... is Right now, I think I've, I, I don't, you know, on Twitter, I'm obviously on Twitter a lot with Mavs people, is I think a lot of Mavs fans that do get the game, that do pay DirecTV or Bally's for their app, are kind of like, this isn't fun to watch anymore. Yeah. This is a boring style of basketball that isn't fun to watch. And I guess I didn't make this point. Is Christian Wood at times looks confused on offense? He's like, wait, you just want me to stand here? Yeah. And I- he's like, I want to move or post or something, but you don't. And so then he's like, where do you want me to stand? And maybe he's dumb. Like, I mean, there is people out there that have said think, that yeah, maybe he's a dumb yeah. basketball player. And that could be the case. But I think at times, too, he's confused of like, I'm supposed to just stand here for 12 seconds and watch Luca do whatever he wants? I'm going to go back and I'm going to find, I was reading a couple different articles about one tweak that could be made to the Mavs offense. I will try to get that and present that to you in just a little bit. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next. It's time for Gridiron Gravy. Let's talk moms, nightclubs, and pro bowlers. Next right here on The Fan. And he takes hands off to A.J. Devin rushing his way. Inside the five to the goal line. And he piles on into the north end zone. A.J. Dillon on an eight-yard touchdown blast. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. Question for everybody, 877-881-1053. Would you like at 1220 to do sports or go off and do something fun about holiday entertainment watching? I'm going to give you guys the vote. 
count for? Your vote counts the same as everybody else's. I love Christmas. Okay, great. I'm excited that you are excited about that. But right now, it's time to go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy. Dip Ben with a little bit of Mickey D's. Mm-hmm. And he said, don't eat all the nuggets. I ate five and passed them off from the 20 piece. So thanks, Ben. Thank you very, very much. All right. Do you guys want to start with moms, nightclubs? Or Pro Bowls. Mom's has to be Zach Wilson. It is not. Milf Manor? Pro it, Bowls. No, not Milf Manor either. Pro Bowls is worthless because everybody makes it. Um, and what was the other one? Uh, nightclubs. I vote nightclubs. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's, Christmas nightclubs. Yeah. Not a great time if you're Willie McGinnis or, quite frankly, the person who got beat down by, I guess, him and some of his friends, they all looked to be together the way they systematically attacked this fella back on December 9th. And Willie McGinnis, at one point, they start exchanging words. He punches him in the face. At least three other men can be seen immediately jumping into action per the video on TMZ, which, you know, of course it's on TMZ. And eventually the guy gets hit in the head with a bottle. So while this invest bottle service. Yeah, it's the that means a little a little different, Mike. Oh. I'll tell you when you're older. Is the NFL network has suspended Willie McGinnis while the criminal investigation is taking place, which, you know, that probably makes sense. All right, do you guys want to go to Mom's Pro Bowlers or something else entirely different? That one wasn't as exciting as I hoped it would be. You didn't think the guy in the nightclub getting beat down and hit in the head with a bottle that led to an NFL Network suspension was exciting enough? It was good. It was good. But I don't think it's going to be as exciting as Mom's. All right. Facts. So, T. Higgins got- He's not a mom. That is true, but he has a mom. I think he can be if he wants, though. Oh, my God, I'm not getting into that conversation on air, or hopefully ever, is T. Higgins' mom went after him on Twitter, and I know they won 34-23 to 23 over the Bucks, even though they were losing. Higgins' set. mom was mad at T? Yes, that right. is correct. During the game, his mom thought he could have done more to help the team win. He dropped a pass on second down. His mom tweeted out, if the ball touch your hands, Catch it, double exclamation point, which T. Higgins responded after the game, dang, my bad, moms, you right. And then he put the palm to your face. I know I hit my forehead, but palm to your face. I've always been told if you can touch the ball, you should catch the ball, but I don't feel like that's accurate. Okay, like if it touches your fingertips, that doesn't mean you can catch the ball. But At, At the risk of ending up on Masterpiece of the Week, how much of the ball do you have to be touching to be able to, you have to catch it? I think if it's touching, you should take that out of context. I think if it's touching all of your fingers, then you should be able to catch the ball. Now his mom did follow up, but you balled out, son. I'm super proud of you. Love you, kid. Which is lovely, but his mom is going to motivate him to greatness, and maybe the Bengals even more I, so. I tell you what, man, the Bengals. Thank God we played them in week two. You know, oh now God, maybe I not. Agree. Thank God that you played the Jacksonville Jaguars in week fourteen or yeah. whatever it was, yeah. right? Because if you play Jacksonville in week two, you probably beat them with Cooper Rush. You play Cincinnati right now, 
and you're probably losing to Cincinnati, but you play them when you play them. And uh, Cincinnati, I really think that they have a 25% chance of making it to the Super Bowl. Okay. All right. Uh, from the 972, well, this is hurtful. I vote that Kevin turns off his mic. Well, that wasn't one of the options. Better luck for you next time. All right. Apple has reportedly backed out of the NFL Sunday ticket negotiations. And the reason being is that they got into a dispute with the NFL about how that package would be distributed. They wanted to just include it as part of Apple TV's service. And the NFL's like, no deal. Which is weird because you would think the NFL would just be like, if you're paying us the most money, don't really care. But apparently that would agitate their network partners is you're making it too easy for people to be able to see this. So the NFL wants a lot of money, but they also want you to like make it a little bit more difficult for you to be able to watch these games. So Apple is out and now it's down to Amazon and Google. So Amazon would use it for the purposes of their prime video service. And the thought is that Google will use it for its YouTube TV. So those are the two services that it looks like it's down to in terms of Sunday ticket now that it is leaving DirecTV. It's so interesting where we're at in the world of television. You mentioned last segment, Bally Sports, and how MLB, NBA, and NHL are all upset with Bally Sports. Right. And now you're talking about the NFL getting a little bit controlling, and I don't care if you give us the most money, we're still going to dictate how they get the product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just don't know. I, I Look, the NFL is always going to be the most popular sport in our lifetime. I just don't think even 30, 40 I years from now it's going to change, that it's going to be the most popular sport in the, in America. But I wonder if you start running into more pay-per-view games or you have to have all of these different channels to get each individual game. You can't just have DirecTV. You got to pay for uh, Prime. You got to pay for Apple. You got to pay for YouTube to kind of – you get your Thursday night game on this one. You got to pay – like, I just wonder – if you're just like, because Saturday I didn't watch any NFL football because it was on NFL Network and I don't get that channel. Right. And so I was like, well, I'm just not watching the games. I'm not going to seek out those games or pay extra money to get them, which was fine with me. I had other things going on, like high school football. Sure. But it just, I, I don't know. I, I don't think they'll ruin the popularity of it. It'll be super duper popular. But I just wonder if you start running into this pay-per-view thing, if you start kind of losing a few customers. Do you remember having to pay to watch the Mavericks playoff games? Yes. Was that HSC? Yeah. I wonder, people think we're crazy that are younger than us. When the Mavericks were in the playoffs in the 80s, you had to pay money. You had to pay like $10 that night to watch the Mavericks play the Sonics in the playoffs or to watch the Mavericks play, if it wasn't on CBS, if it wasn't the the playoff game of the night or the day, you had to pay money to watch the Mavericks Man, play in the playoffs. How many people just tripped out that you said CBS and they're like, oh, don't you mean NBC or ABC? And you're like, nope, yeah. go back even further, CBS. All right, let's go from that to we will talk about the Pro Bowl because I thought there was a couple of interesting things there. Now, last night, Monday Night Football game, we made reference to the Packers keep their slim, albeit playoff hopes alive, is the NFL went ahead and announced that Aaron Donald and Yair Alexander 
have made the Pro Bowl. Aaron Donald, the tackle for the Rams. Yair Alexander, the cornerback for the Packers. For Donald, this is his ninth straight Pro Bowl bid, a streak he started back in 2014. He currently has an ankle injury. We've discussed when or if he will come back, but he is back in the Pro Bowl. Awesome for him. That's not a game anymore. Arguably one of, if not the greatest defensive player of all time, at least defensive kind of lineman, because sure. I know it's tough to compare He's him to cornerbacks. Top five, I think. I'm going to go a little bit off the beaten path and ask a football question to you. Ooh. Is Micah Parsons going to lose defensive player of the year? Now, I am glad that you brought that up. Believe it or not, you I have that? an answer I was prepared. As the Cowboys' defense is faltering, I have an answer prepared for that. The for the first time in a while, I think it's been six weeks, maybe seven. The defensive player of the year odds have switched. Now it is Nick Bosa who is leading the way. Now it is still exceedingly tight. Is I think Micah Parsons is a plus 115, so really close to even. And Nick Bosa is a minus 150. So it's still really, really close. Everybody else is like 20 to 1 or worse, so a plus okay. 2,000. So you're you're like way, 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 way away there. But Nick Bosa is now the favorite for Defensive Player of the Year. So I kind of wonder about that. Dang, that stinks. The other thing, too, is I think the Cowboys are going to have to, as long as they can, not play Micah the last game of the season to try to get him kind of a little bit healthy going into the playoffs. Whereas you think perhaps Bosa will get the opportunity to play because they're looking to maybe jump up. Yeah, because they're kind of the 2-3 seed is is, is, in play. And and I think 2-3 is important because... After you play the wild card game, don't you want to play of at course, home? And if, of course. If two and three both win their playoff games, they're playing each other. Absolutely. So, No, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up, and I was prepared for that. I did want to tell you one more thing about the Pro Bowl that I thought was interesting since you brought this guy's name up earlier is, did you see that Tua got more votes from the fans for Pro Bowl than anybody? Second on yeah. the list, Tyreek Hill, and then Patrick Mahomes was third. The top NFC quarterback was Jalen Hurts. But here's the thing that matters for Tua. They're going to pick up his fifth-year option, I would, I would assume. It's $22 million. Unless he makes the Pro Bowl, then it's $28 million. Okay. So for Tua, this fan vote make is huge. Seven I, quarterbacks make it. I mean, because one will make the Super Bowl. Most likely whoever is – are they changing that because there's but no But remember – that's going to be different now because now it's the Pro Bowl games where they're just going to do like a bunch of activities and stuff. So I hear what you're saying, Mike, but I don't think you're going to have that built-in excuse of as many people okay. ducking out as usual because you're right. Super Bowl team, oh, my ankle. Whoever oh, played gonna... in the NFC or AFC championship game says, I'm tired. I don't want to exactly. do that next week. So there's two that dropped out. Somebody probably was like, hey, my season is tiring, don't want to play, or I've been in five Pro Bowls, don't care. So yeah. now you're to your sixth quarterback. So I think that is going to change, but I I still think two is going to make it. We okay. should make a bump from twenty two to twenty eight million for his fifth year option. Dallas Goddard was officially activated to the fifty three man roster for the Philadelphia Eagles, and then I want to jump over to what's happening with the Commanders. Is so Dan Snyder went through the first round of the bidding process, and it's going to close at the end of the week for the Commanders. Although 
there are still multiple reports about how much of the team he's actually selling. I still think it's the whole thing. When we talked with Jerry, he was like, The Democrats are making him do it. You know, I do remember that I was not going to go in that direction. But, yes, I think we all remember that answer is that Jerry seemed to think that it was possible that they were doing some partially partial selling to raise more money for the idea of a new stadium. So I still don't think we've seen a definitive answer on that. But the point was they've already gone through the first round of bidding. So we're moving somewhere in this process. And this is we were talking about Zach Wilson earlier. Did you see what Robert Sala, his head coach, said that was kind of confusing to me? He said the frustrating thing, talking about Zach Wilson, is he's going to be a good quarterback. But the NFL and this new instant coffee world that we're in just doesn't want to give people time. So we look at him, and he's nitpicked with a fine-tooth comb. Isn't this the same guy that benched Zach yeah. Wilson? This is very Jason Kidd. This is uh, my frustration with Jason Kidd of, man, just, you don't have to, I get you don't have to be completely honest, but man, when you contradict yourself this much, it makes it really tough to ever want to listen to you. Yeah, I I just didn't love that statement from him. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, the Cowboys Fix-It List, 877-881-1053. What has to get better for them to make an impact, not only against the Eagles, but into the playoffs? Let us know. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.